Good evening, everybody. And thank you for tuning in here with me tonight. I'm late. I'm 15 minutes late this evening. I apologize. I was just meeting with the Holmes Elementary School Girl Scout Troop. Big shout out to them. So cute. We just had a wonderful visit. We we're taking pictures in the hallway, um, teaching them a little bit about community helpers and what the mayor does. And I gave them all very, very special city pins to wear on their uh, vests. So big shout out to Holmes Elementary School Girl Scout Troop and Amanda Palmese. Thank you so much for bringing them in. Always a good start uh, to a council night. So that being said, I'm going to hop right in um, because there is actually a subcommittee meeting that's happening as we speak that's still going on. So I might have a few extra minutes with you guys, um, but I'm going to go through the agenda with you first, and then I'll jump into some uh, upcoming events and things that are happening. The first item that is up <clears throat> um, on the council agenda tonight is the change to an already existing tax modification for the project that's going to happen at 321 Ellis Street. So 321 Ellis Street, you guys have seen me, probably seen me post about this multiple times. This is the renovation of that old uh, Landers Ferry and Clark factory building. Some of us know us as the Harris building. Some of us know it as um, the building that has the, the bridge that goes across it on Ellis Street. So <clears throat> the southern portion of that building it's going to be completely rehabilitated into uh, housing geared towards uh, seniors and uh, disabled, uh, 55 and over and disabled. Um, but so in order to do a project of that magnitude, they requested a tax modification um, while the construction was going to happen. Unfortunately, there were delays with the state. So the delays came in um, the state issuing uh, their tax credits and also the Connecticut Housing Finance Authority uh, financing for the project. So what they're asking for tonight is a, a modification to just push that out for a year uh, so that it can match up with the state uh, contracts that they are currently receiving. So that's uh, resolution number one. Resolution number two tonight uh, deals with, hi Lauren, how are you? Hello everyone, hi Jay, thanks for tuning in. Ms. Lavoie, thank you very much. Good evening. Um, resolution number two tonight deals with the salary for the police chief. You guys know um, with Chief Shoots retirement, uh, I do need to post and start going through uh, the hiring process for a new chief of police. Uh, I can't do that until I adjust the salary schedule accordingly. Uh, so I need to make sure that the salary schedule for chief of police is adjusted um, in order for me to post the job so that, you know, that's it's accurate and matches. Um, the chief of police salary is different than many other jobs because it's a non-union position. The salary is set in city ordinance. So we don't, um, so that doesn't change every year based off of any contractual obligations. We do have to go back to the city council in order to change that. So we will need to increase that. It hasn't been uh, touched in almost gosh, I want to say probably eight, nine years now. So it is, it is time. Uh, Demetrius, hi, Miss Mayor. I work for Go Net Speed. Oh, you have been busy lately. That's for sure, right? You guys have been all over town putting that fiber in and I cannot wait to get that cheap internet at my house from Go Net Speed. 
If any of you watching are not aware, we the city has partnered with Go Speed to do a massive fiber internet project that's going to bring fiber, uh, affordable internet to every street, uh, almost every street in our city. So the trucks, they've been out there working very hard uh, to bring that service to all of us. Should be going online uh, in a, and actually, some areas should be going online in just a couple of weeks, but the whole city should be online within the next few months. I cannot wait, can't wait. Um, resolution number three tonight is the hiring of uh, John Delgadillo to be our permanent support services director. Uh, John has been acting in this position for quite some time now. Um, he uh, has really taken the support services department to another level. Uh, John is, uh, he's been acting, but we're just finally getting around to hiring for the, the position. He's been doing an incredible job. The support services department for the city is somewhat of a newer department. Um, this has combined the <clears throat> facilities, energy, IT, public safety, telecommunications departments all together uh, underneath one, uh, one, one office, and that's the office and uh, office of support services. All of these departments intertwine with a lot of the uh, crossover that they have, mostly IT and facility uh, upkeep related, uh, which is uh, the reason why I chose to put all of these departments together. So resolution number three is officially hiring John Delgadillo, uh, who I graduated high school with, <laughs> as the uh, director of support services department for the city. Resolution number four tonight is accepting a grant from the National National Opioid Settlements. Um, you guys know uh, I talk frequently about New Burton Recovers and the program that we created uh, to help uh, not only address homelessness in our community, but tackle opioid uh, addictions and other substance abuse <coughs> uh, issues, and also bring together our local youth prevention council post about this all the time, but we are the recipients uh, across uh, the entire state. Uh, uh, distributors are going to be paying up to $20 billion over the next 15 years as um, a result of the Johnson & Johnson National Opioid Settlement. And New Burton Recovers is going to be a direct recipient of annual payments because of this settlement. Um, so we're accepting $25,000 <clears> tonight, or $26,243 exactly, as a part of this uh, settlement. Um, that's going directly into our New Burton Recovers line item that goes uh, towards uh, substance abuse prevention uh, and uh, in our community and also addressing um, other mental health needs as it's related to opioid and substance abuse or homelessness in our, our community. Resolution number five uh, <clears throat> is a land records audit uh, for the town clerk's office. This is just extending the contract uh, with uh, Don Lukowski who comes in uh, and does our land records record audits for the town clerk's office. Um, this, we're gonna extend the current contract for an additional term through June 30th of 2026, and the cost of the services will not exceed $16,000, and it's contingent upon annual funding made by the Common Council for this purpose. <clears throat> uh, resolution number six tonight, tax abatements, corrections, and refunds. This is just where we go through all the uh, changes in our tax collector notices that has to be approved by the council. Hi, Chris. Thanks for tuning in. Hi, everybody. Um, resolution number seven tonight is assigning aquifer and permit functions to the city plan commission. This is going to get referred to planning, zoning, and housing uh, for further uh, conversation. <clears throat> so this is just 
Uh, when Jack Benjamin took over as our planning and development director, he's noticed a lot of uh, things that just weren't functioning the way that they were supposed to uh, in our city plan and our, our zoning area. So our wetland and aquifer protection area permitting doesn't currently fall underneath the city plan commission and their roles and responsibilities, and it really should. So this uh, ordinance change is going to put that uh, responsibility underneath the city plan commissioners, which I do have openings on if anybody's interested in not just city plan, but I do have quite a few openings on other commissions that I posted about. Um, so this is gonna give that responsibility to uh, the functions of the city plan commission. And the last uh, resolution tonight deals with the purchase of recycling containers. Uh, the city has to front the uh, money to buy these recycling containers and then uh, as people need to replace them or purchase them. This is, uh, let me see, I'm kidding. I read the wrong, the wrong resolution. Hold on, because I need to make a note of that on my <clears throat> thing here. Resolution number eight is not about purchasing recycling containers. This is about entering into an agreement with SeaTech Solar for a program that they are doing that is going to give us virtual net metering credits. So this project uh, is, again, a partnership with SeaTech Solar. So we're going to get a 15% discount uh, in the form of a credit off of our electric bills that would be paid to the city quarterly because of this partnership that we're going to have with SeaTech Solar for a project that they are doing in Ellington. So uh, the way that the state is structuring a lot of these projects is that as um, more power is generated into the grid, uh, communities or disadvantaged communities have the opportunity to have partnerships with uh, these uh, uh, solar uh, companies that are doing this type of work so that we can get credits on our electricity bills. We've effectively used this to help lower our uh, energy bills, not just in our uh, our city buildings, but also in our schools. So this is just another <clears throat> opportunity that at the end of the day um, will total in excess of you know $150,000 worth of savings over the term of the contract, which will be about 20 years with an option to renew. Um, so it's a, it's a great, great deal for, for the city. All part of our smart city agenda uh, that we've been working diligently on for the last nine years, <clears throat> really trying to make great strides to reducing our carbon footprint. So guys, that's the city council agenda for tonight. Let me update you on a couple other things while we're here. If there's anything you wanna know about, feel free to ask away too. Um, I have some upcoming events that are happening that I wanted to let you know about. <clears throat> the City of New Britain is participating in the Greater Hartford St. Patrick's Day Parade, which is happening on Saturday, March 11th. Um, because of that, we have to put together a parade committee. That committee is hosting a fundraiser, the final fundraiser that they're hosting before the parade. Five Churches is uh, hosting this for us. It's 20 bucks a ticket, uh, and $20 the ticket will get you one beer and one pizza. It's this Sunday, February 26th from 12 to 4. You can buy tickets at the door, 20 bucks a ticket, and you get a beer and a pizza with it. It's a pretty good deal. Uh, and really big shout out and thanks to Five Churches for hosting this event and for helping participate in the parade committee as well. So that's this Sunday, uh, February 26th from 12 to 4, 20 bucks a ticket, and the money goes to help defray the cost of New Britain participating in the Greater Hartford St. Patrick's Day Parade. Um, every town that participates has to uh, 
raise money uh, to be able to participate in the parade. As you can imagine, putting on a parade costs uh, an exponential amount of money. And so uh, we have to do our part. Um, also, speaking of that, as the parade approaches, um, the downtown district is hosting a pretty fun event uh, after the parade. So you guys know how they do SantaCon in New York City. Well, the downtown district is doing Leprechaun in downtown New Britain uh, right after the parade. So it goes from 3 to 8 p.m. They've got stops that are including the Elks Lodge on Washington Street, uh, the Industrial over at uh, the Assembly Room, five churches. There's a surprise Lucky stop um, on Arch Street as well, and then ending at the Hook and Ladder. So a gathering of all leprechauns after the St. Patrick's Day Parade, dress in your best green or leprechaun gear. But make sure that you do sign up so that the... Uh, Establishments know how many people to expect on each stop. There is a schedule going from 3 to 8, uh, and you can sign up by contacting the New Britain Downtown District Director, director at newbritandd.com, or you can shoot them a message on Facebook. Seems like a pretty fun afternoon, evening thing to do if you're looking for something to do after the parade on Saturday, March uh, 11th. Um, <clears throat> Other things that I want to talk about today is it's budget season. And so we have started our uh, budget meetings with the Board of Finance and Taxation. I've received the department requested budgets. And so now the Board of Finance and Taxation is meeting multiple times a week to go through each department's budget and they will make their recommendations to me uh, in hope, uh, actually by the second week of March. And then I have about a month till mid-April to work on my version of the budget. Uh, I'm gonna record a separate video, I think for all of you, just about what this budget season means uh, and how different it is just because of the revaluation uh, and what that means for us. And, um, but I think, that, you know, it's no cause to panic, but I think I'm just gonna do a separate video that talks specifically about that because I think that it's worth it. I posted uh, this morning that the grand list grew almost by 40%. Uh, a lot of increases in property values that we've seen a sign of the times. The market, uh, of course, drives that, but also the amount of investment that we've been having in our community drives that as well. Um, so that's gonna mean that we're going to have to significantly equalize the mill rate. In other words, bring it down and shift the burden around. Um, so that people are paying fair share uh, across the board. That's the purpose of a revaluation, uh, which just means that this budget season is just a little bit more difficult than other years. So, but I'm gonna do a separate video and uh, fill you guys in about that and post it in the next couple of weeks once I have more um, solid information for, from the Board of Finance and Taxation. <clears throat> um, what is going on with the burned down house on West Main Street? It's an eyesore, I hope it's salvageable. Uh, so that house, uh, the building department has been in contact. Well, wait, we'll go on West Main Street. Sorry, because there's another one on Forest Street that we've been talking about at length lately. Um, so uh, West Main Street, the owner has uh, been very cooperative with the building department. Um, unfortunately, it, it doesn't look like there was insurance on the house when the fire happened. Uh, so uh, the owner is exploring options to sell. Uh, and so that's, he has been cooperating with the building department on that though. Unfortunately, I do not think that that home is salvageable. Uh, I think that the fire damage was too much. Uh, if you look at it, I'm just not, not sure that, I'm not sure that it is. <clears throat> um, the Forest Street house was another story, very similar fire in that big, beautiful house. And for the last, oh my gosh, almost 15 years, the neighbors have been looking at a house that's just been boarded up and stuck in the, in a never-ending court system, uh, but we're hopeful that that's coming to an end too and that the bank is going to be putting that home uh, on the market and for sale, um, we hope, uh, by next month. Um, at least that's the 
what we've been indicated. Um, well, guys, uh, oh, Natalie says, when will John Downey Drive get repaved? I'm glad you asked that question. We're actually having a public meeting regarding this on March 1st, I think it is. Um, I believe it's March 1st uh, at the building, the old Hartford Healthcare offices that were right next door to Alvarium. We're doing it from 3 to 5, as a 3 to 5.30, um, a public meeting, public information meeting. I'll repost that letter on here so we're aware of this, but um, we're going through the public input process right now, um, and then we will start finalizing the engineering. So if I had to guess, um, I would say I would hope that construction on John Downey Drive would be able to get started by this fall, um, as long as the engineering work has been completed and the grants have been released by the state. Uh, hi, Mark. <laughs> Thanks. All right, guys. Well, I think uh, they're done there. That's my cue to go. Thank you very much for tuning in. I will be back with you. The next meeting that we have is the State of the City night. So uh, Stephanie, Stella says, hi, Stella. Thanks for watching. <laughs> um, so the next meeting that we have is State of the City. So I won't be doing 40 live. Instead, I'm going to live stream my State of the City address. Uh, no pressure. It's always one of the most nerve-wracking nights of the year. <laughs> um, but all right, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. I'm off to go run the meeting. If you want to watch it, you can go over to newbrittonct.gov, and you can watch the council meetings live, or you can go over to the Facebook page, the City of New Britain Facebook page, um, at New Britain CT, and you can watch the council meetings live over there. Um, thank you, guys. And Natalie, thank you. I am glad that I'm running for re-election, too. And I hope you guys will... Uh, allow me to stay here. Oh, my first fundraiser, uh, Thursday, March 9th, uh, five to eight at the VFW. It's 40 bucks ticket. Visit my website, stewartfornb.com to buy tickets. Thank you guys. Have a great night. <laughs>